everyone, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Long, long Box Heroes arm of the soon-to-be-named network. As going to be a late-breaking, get-it-out-while-the-presses-are-hot, before it tips over to that $2 billion uh, box office take, talking about Avengers Endgame. We've got Joe here. We've got... Longbox Heroes co-host Todd and co-host of the smash hit sensation at odds with wrestling Adam. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing great. You wouldn't know it, but Todd's in my house right now. I have home field advantage. He does have home field advantage. <laughs> I feel like like the walls are closing in on me at the great fancy gentleman estate overlooking wonderful Inyan BA. <laughs> Does he have like one of those uh, fancy houses where there's a bunch of it's like overlooking like a, a cliff and he's got a whole bunch of things underneath it to prop it up? <laughs> yes, he does have that house that uh, that uh, Mel Gibson took down in Lethal Weapon too, like the Stilt House. <laughs> it's pretty good. We actually, and this will come up on After Dark later this week when Todd and I discuss our uh, wedding adventures this past weekend. But on Separate. our way. Right. <laughs> Separate wedding adventures. We did not marry each other right. or attend the same wedding. But on my way to the church for the wedding that I went to, I saw one of those houses. Oh, good. Did you try to pull it down with your car? No, I did not. Okay. I just didn't want to be late for the wedding. I don't like being late for things. I know. Next time. Next time. So, <laughs> uh, we're going to be discussing uh, Avengers Endgame, which came out just this past weekend. Uh, we've kind of gone over most of our adventures and getting to see them both on and off mic. And I guess, you know, I don't know how we're going to tackle this, but I guess we could just start with what'd you think in general, what you didn't like, what you did like, favorite scenes, how do you feel everything wrapped up. And I think it's safe to say it's all going to be spoiler discussion. What? No tip, No tiptoeing around shit, no whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, who'd like to go first? I will defer to you guys. Right, I'll I'll go first. Just as overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, there were parts of it that I absolutely loved. I thought were amazing. I was like goosebumps. Like this is everything that I wanted. Then there were other parts to get to those parts where I'm like, let's move it along. This does not need to be a three hour movie. And then on top of that. A lot of stuff that they were doing because it was there was time travel involved. Mm-hmm. Where I'm an aficionado of time travel literature <laughs> and TV shows, fine, fine, time traveling. But I felt they had no rhyme or reason to the rules of time travel. They just did. We need this to make the, this plot over here go this way. So this rule is in effect, and then maybe we'll counteract that over there. But in the, I thought it was a wonderful, like, wrap-up to 20, what was it, 21 movies before it. Yes. Um, so I'm very happy. I don't think it's, I don't know where I, I think you might be shocked where it would be on my list, guys. Oh, but, my, my but, goodness. Uh, How many clicks do I need to get thrown to get to that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know where it's at. So each one you have to click on. But that's the way I look at the movie. I really enjoyed it. I had fun, even though it was one of the worst movie experiences I ever had in a New Jersey theater. Ugh. New oh. Jersey's a dumpster fire, isn't it? That's oh what I goodness. hear. <laughs> if, but yes, if, that, 
If you ignore the barcades and noodle shops, New Jersey is a piss shop. Oh my All god. All I know is their their screens for their movies are not known for their quality. Maybe the hole and slight rip in the in the screen kind of annoyed me throughout most of the movie. It just adds to the ambiance, Todd. Right, and then there were two Jersey Shore muscleheads sitting to the left of me. <laughs> and then there was a, a family behind me where the kid decided he was going to tell everyone who was on screen all the time. And that was fantastic. Uh, so, Adam, how about you? How was, uh, I guess, your general thoughts? And we'll, we'll get into that. I, I'm putting a pin in one of Todd's remarks that I have to write notes for myself. So I'm not fiddling around with the goddamn computer. And I'm per- I don't know if I'm cursing on purpose, but here we are. <laughs> You're pretty much shoehorning what what uh, stream this feed out, but uh, not the um, one. Yeah, but uh, like I really like the movie. Um, it's probably one of my favorite MCU movies. Um, as far as like the the, the runtime of it, like it didn't feel like three hours to me. So I, like I know Todd being some downtime that they could have kind of rushed things. But, uh, you know, it, it didn't feel long to me. Like, I, it, the beats were well spread apart, and it wasn't, uh, it didn't feel like it was three hours. But, uh, I, I don't know, you want, you said you wanted to quick, like, our favorite scenes from it? Well, we'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to that. Okay. Todd kind of uh, started the ball rolling with the theater going experience. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I don't know what, uh, the crowd was like aside from, uh, your Jersey Shore guys, but, like, my crowd was the worst because they were looking and hollering. <laughs> And whistling every time, like a new character would like debut, quote unquote, on the screen, like, oh my God, it's Tony Stark, and there would just be like cheers and the whistles, uh, and then like Stan Lee's appearance, and you know, uh, Captain America grabs the uh, hammer. Every single thing would get like a standing ovation in my theater, and the, you, they were stepping on a lot of dialogue, and I was just like, shut the fuck up, you know. So uh, my crowd experience at the theater was pretty lame too. But I, I, overall, man, I love the movie. I wish I wanted to stay through the credits, but uh, that's a different story. Yeah, well, we could cover that. I, I was told to me, it's like, oh, no, there's like a little audio thing that you have to stay tuned for, and they lied. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, like, this I, is the first one of these films that you do not need to stay. When like movie's over, the movie's over. You want to stay through the credits and see everyone's uh, digital signature for the big name characters, by all means, stick around for that. But if you don't care, you could beat feet and beat traffic home. Uh, so I like the movie a lot, uh, really, really a lot. And we'll kind of get into this where it kind of falls into because we're going to do it at the end. Now that this cinematic part of the Marvel stuff is done, you know, we can kind of put definitive rankings on these sort of things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, theater going is okay for me. I did a really good job of avoiding all spoilers for this. I knew so little about this movie going in, and we'll kind of cover all that as we kind of discuss most of the movie. Uh, theater going experience, though. The one thing that I did look up before we went was not for me, because I knew I can make it through this movie without having to go to the bathroom. But I went <laughs> with my wife and my kid, and I knew they were there was no way in hell they were going to make it through. So I looked up online to see where the spots that you can go are. Now, I also did a test run beforehand of how long it would take for me, who's an old slow man, to go to the bathroom and make it back. And it would be about a two-minute trek. And unfortunately, the four spots in the movie where they set online where you can go 
which was like uh, when they when they first meet the Hulk at the diner, uh, and they like he does the thing with the selfie with the kids. Uh, Nebula's little uh, monologue, where the title card comes up for San Francisco, and where the title card comes up for New Jersey. And every time one of those came up, I'm nudging my wife. I'm like, this is the time you can go. This is the time you can go. This is the time you can go. So I wasn't tooting with that. Like, I wasn't being, like, booed at my theater. Mm-hmm. My theater was, you know, good for the most part. It wasn't the worst experience they had, which I went to go see one of those terrible Harry Potter movies. I don't know if you've ever seen any of those terrible Harry Potter movies. The you're a wizard. Right. <laughs> Where at the end of the movie, especially the earlier ones where they were like still like actual like kids in school or whatever, they would have this thing where Dumbledore would be like, oh, for bravery, ten points to this house. And like, because they did this thing with a hat, ten more points to this <laughs> house, right? So there's like a, a ten to fifteen minute scene where that happens in the first four or five Harry Potter movies. The one time my wife and I went to go see it, for every single announcement of what house got points, it was like thunderous applause in the crowd. And I'm like, well, what the fuck are these people doing? They're idiots. I hate them all. And well, that's a- that's when you deserve applause for points giving out for achievements. Oh Joe. my goodness! <laughs> but as added. Uh, like I said, the, the crowd laughed in the right spots, and, you know, the timing of those sort of things, you can kind of feel it in the way the dialogue and everything was laid out in the, in the movie. But that scene, man, where it's revealed that Cap fucking picked up the hammer, oh. it was like, it was the biggest pop in the business of sports and <laughs> entertainment or comic book movies. It was like a two-minute sustained, like, cheer. Like, not mm. even clapping. Just, like, people going out of their goddamn minds. I feel like they should have built into the movie, or at least the screening of uh, the copy that they sent to the theaters, like, a little bit of, like, a pause. You know, like, when a stand-up comedian drops, like, a great line, they take a sip of their water. Like, there should have been a lull with no dialogue as soon as he picked up the hair, uh, just to let the crowd die down, and they could have edited it out for the DVD version. I'm with you. That is that is just you know that people were like going crazy, and I loved it. And then at, like after that, when he loses the shield, and it's like busted up, and Thanos just whoops his ass, and he's laying on the ground like coughing blood, and he gets up and he looks up, and Thanos's army's coming over the hill. And to me, this is Cap. Cap just look like looks at it and like. He's like, yeah, I guess we're going to do this. And then all of a sudden you can just hear, like, the crackle, and it's like Falcon is like, Cap, can you hear me? Cap. And then all of a sudden you just hear, on your left. And I'm like, oh, like, all these, like, Easter egg drops. I'm like, this is fantastic. And then the things went up, and all the armies come. And then from there on, you're just like, until you hit that last, like, 20 minutes, which is the epilogue of the movie, just the battle is ridiculous ridiculous like every problem that i had with this movie up to that point i didn't have a lot of them was all resolved in this battle um i was so great it like wipes away it snaps away a hundred percent of the problems i have with this movie (laughs) now and the other thing the running time wasn't an issue for me either because i knew going in that it was three hours so like i was mentally prepared for this to be long but it didn't feel long and i get where todd's coming from but i'm thinking to myself like where can things have been tightened up there's one thing i had an issue with for real 
Um, I wasn't, you know, we'll kind of get into the plot of the movie and everything else like that, but I want to mention, because Todd had mentioned about the time travel stuff in this movie, okay? Right, and I know you love time travel. <laughs> well, I do like time travel, and I do like that they specifically made in the movie to, like, name 15 other time travel things from popular culture and right. say our time travel is going to be completely different from this. It was, it was us... Not as heavy-handed as this in Powers, where they just look at the camera and say, "Hey, listen, guys, time travel's kind of fucked up, so just roll with it, okay?" Mm. I, they, but they did, but they didn't. But the, I did want to mention, of course, you got to give respect to this movie. No mention of Doctor Who. Nobody says like, "Oh, just like the time travel in Doctor Who." Why even bring that garbage up in this fantastic cinematic masterpiece? Well, first of all, it was because they mentioned <laughs> movies, and that's a oh, sh- no, TV show. They mentioned Quantum Leap. They <laughs> yeah, mentioned Quantum the, Leap for sure. I think that was the TV movie. Oh. So, but but <laughs> just wait but, until uh, uh, Disney buys the BBC and they absorb oh. Doctor Who. <laughs> oh my goodness! I would love to go to Disney World, like the theme park of Doctor Who. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I'll go with you, buddy. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna be row after row of those blue police boxes. And, That's right. And, and sad people eating jellies. <laughs> Not jelly bellies, jelly babies. No, Get whatever it right. the fuck they are. Uh, but as you were saying, the rules of time travel. Like there was a great moment on, and I'm just sidetracking real quick. Of or the Orville, the TV show, the Seven McFarland has had a time travel episode, and literally they all do that. They're like, well, if you go back, it changes this, and the captain just goes, I would rather chew glass than discuss possible rules of time travel. So we're just gonna glance right over this. And I'm <laughs> like, that's the perfect way to do it. And and even if there was any sort of concern with the time travel stuff. When Hulk goes to, uh, you know, Doctor Strange, and it's not Doctor Strange, it's it's not Stephen Strange, it's... It's the ancient one? T- Tilda Swinton. Uh, yeah. These people, they just get their shoot names, right? <laughs> right. And she essentially, like, shows, like, a physical representation of, like, here's the timeline, here are the six stones. When you pull one of the stones out, it creates this timeline, where you made a timeline, but this timeline will be fucked up and the hulk's like what if we come back to this exact moment and just put them all back in place after we're successful because we're the avengers and we will be and she's like what if you're not and then he says oh well you know uh remember uh, you don't know this but i do that dr strange gave the time stone to thanos he must have had a good reason to do that so i trust you now so like that was your explanation of any issues that you may have had with any of the time travel snafus because you have your little visual representation of you take it out, fucks things up, you come back, you put it back in, and everything's fixed. Even though we never saw – well, we did. We'll get to that later. But even in that, I had problems with that because when Banner's <laughs> explaining time, I was like, it doesn't work like that. It goes around the loop. Your, pa- your future is your past. And I'm like, great. And then I still have some problems when we get to that of, you know, we put it all back. I'm like, or did we? Do you know what I mean? There's some sidetracks – with the Tesseract, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get this, but like I said, we'll get, we'll get to all that. Oh, okay, so, uh, I was so glad I was not spoiled about anything about this movie. 
mm-hmm. like the fact that there was that clip in one of the more recent trailers of everyone wearing those like white and red suits and doing mm-hmm. like a woe Bundy, right? That was too much information for me. Mm-hmm. Right. But, I didn't even know about the costumes other than the fact that like the toys are already out, like the Funko Pops, and they're all wearing exactly. Costumes. But that's the thing. I even did a really good job, like. Shazam got spoiled on me because of the costumes, but I wasn't really working hard to keep Shazam's spoilers out of my life. And I'm like, ah, Shazam gets spoiled. It's fucking Shazam. Who cares? Whereas this, I'm like, I don't want to know nothing. And I went in clean. I went in knowing that this film, they're going to save everyone. And that's it. I'm like, they're going to save everyone. They have to. It's the Avengers. Everyone's going to get saved. There may be a casualty or two on the long way. Well, we'll get to that as well. I had no idea how Thanos was going to come back involved. I had no idea uh, fucking how they were going to do their plan. I'm like, oh, it's going to be something with, like, Ant-Man or some shit, right? But I didn't know anything else. So seeing how people look now, I thought was really cool. Um, the fact that 10 minutes in the movie, they just like, oh, we're just going to cut fucking Thanos' head off. And I'm yeah. like, oh, there you go. Movie's over, everybody. I guess for the head. <laughs> yep, you went for that, and I, and I like the fact that, and it's glanced over in this. That I mean, it's there. But one of the, my favorite things was always in the comics was after the Infinity Gauntlet, but it was different. He ended up getting beat and lost, and everything, and everybody thought Thanos was dead. And he went, he went off to farm, and that's literally like in the movie. And I don't people who did, don't know Thanos or that part of him aren't going to get. It. It's like I did my thing. I'm all beat up. I'm scarred from using the the, the gauntlet, and I'm, I have a limp. My armor is my scarecrow, and I'm I, I did what I want, and. Now I, 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 I lead the farm life. And like they said, the Avengers went after him, and he ends up telling them, well, we, we know you used the stones two days ago. And it's like, no, I, just, I destroyed them all. I, 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 I was- used the stones to destroy the stones. <laughs> exactly. So you could never fix this. And then, like you said, Thor just loses his mind, who has a ton of... Like, cause he, he lost his people. He lost, you know, because of him not going back. He has issues throughout this movie. Oh even yeah. Though they're, <laughs> even though they're, they're laid to be comedy. He has, he has the, he has the depression that Tony was supposed to have from the first Avengers movie that they kind of just brushed to the side. Well, <laughs> Remember he had that for a little bit? Well, he, it, he <laughs> had it in. So, okay. Well, he did. Cause in Iron Man two, he becomes like the full fledged alcoholic. And then in Iron Man 3, he has, like, the PTSD, where he's having all the flashbacks and all the shit. But then by the time Iron Man 3 came around, it's like, now he's also dealt with the Ultron stuff. So it's just like, it was, like, a lot. And then at the end of Iron Man 3, it was like, well, I'm not going to be Iron Man anymore. And then it's like, next movie, it's like, yeah, we're just going to ignore it. He's Iron Man again, because we we had a dump truck of money up to his house. (laughs) Right, but Iron Man 2 came out. Uh, before the Avengers. He had the postpartum from being in space and almost being killed. Okay, okay. So I'm just throwing that out there. Because it went Avengers, uh, uh, Avengers, and then Iron Man 3, he had, remember he was having the panic attacks and even yeah, the kid yeah. was like talking to him. And then after that, you just, you, like, yes, he ends up going to and making Ultron in the second Avengers movie. But I always equated that more to that Pepper left him, left him his own voices without Pepper, Tony's his own worst goddamn enemy. And now she's back and everything's okay. <laughs> For now. <laughs> Till the end of the movie. 
So, oh, go ahead, Adam. No, no I, was, I was chiming in before that uh, it's almost like Thor has, like, survivor's guilt. You know, like, he's left to survive, like, and he's supposed to be the great warrior, and, uh, like, all these other people died. So it was just uh, something that Todd would recognize from his favorite British character. Yes. <laughs> uh, John Cleese from Faulty Towers. Anyways. Exactly. <laughs> I love Faulty Towers, but go ahead. Oh, so just to kind of get into this, I have no problem admitting this. I cried about six times during the movie. <laughs> uh, the part at the be- the very beginning of the movie where Hawkeye's family disappears. That was done well. That was done mm-hmm. very well. Um, and obviously, I think a lot of this me crying over stuff is because I'm a parent. I know you <laughs> individuals have no <laughs> souls or emotions, mm-hmm. so you're not moved by anything. But, so we have that. We go to Tony in space, and he's, it's just him and uh, Nebula. He says, we got one more day of oxygen left. Captain Marvel, Carol, finds him, brings him back to Earth, to the remaining Avengers. Kind of mixes up where, because if I, what, was Tony not with uh, the rest of the, Tony wasn't with the rest of the Avengers, obviously at the end of Stinger on Captain Marvel, right? Right. So they're like, so when she shows up, they're just like, oh yeah, Captain Marvel's here. They're not like, holy shit, it's Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Brings him. Uh, then, you know, also trying to figure out whatever the hell's, whatever the hell happened. They're going to go after Thanos. She goes with them. We mentioned Thanos gets his head popped off. Right as he's about to have that emotional moment with Nebulas. Todd mentioned he was the Mad Titan. He did all these horrible things, but now he's done. He doesn't need to do any of this shit anymore. And he was having that moment that Nebula needed. And obviously I was glad to see Nebula be such a big deal in this movie as, as we continue talking about it here. Um, so Earth is in disarray. We don't know what the fuck to do. And Captain Marvel is like, you know, Earth's fucked up, but there's like a thousand other planets that are also fucked up too. So I need to go. So she goes. And then we get five years later. No clue. No clue they were doing a fight later either. Oh, so I'm I, like, holy nope. shit. Mm-hmm. And then we see, like, uh, everybody's kind of splintered off a little bit. Uh, they're still all in contact with uh, Black Widow, which I thought was a neat little touch. Going back to the Avengers Reborn, Avengers Return stuff. Where the Avengers and the Fantastic Four get popped off and they go off to Rob Liefeld world. And Black Widow is, like, the quote-unquote last Avenger standing. So she's, like, obsessed with taking all the people down. And she's kind of, like, the hub of, like, what's left of the Avengers. What if in that five years gap they do a back uh, they do a backstory of the Thunderbolts showing up, Joe? I, listen, it's, <laughs> there, there, there was a lot of groundwork for a lot of stuff to happen in between the scenes in this film. Yeah, mm-hmm. I absolutely would pay good money to see a Ronin movie of, like, what Clint was doing during those five years. Well, you know, just going around. Dude, I mean, that'd be like a, a, a Punisher movie with Nick, somebody. You know? Somebody already said that exists. It's season one of Arrow. <laughs> but wow. that being said, one of my only real nitpicks was the Hawkeye Ronin stuff, right? So right. his family goes, and then he beca- and travels the world. I'm not really sure how he's traveling the world from going from wherever his home was to Mexico to Quinjets. Japan. Was that? 
Quinjets. Okay, sure, because that's inconspicuous. <laughs> uh, going around, and he's this hardened man, and he's killing everyone and getting rid of all the evil. Because he wasn't able to stop Thanos, but he could stop all the other evil in the world. And then Natasha shows up and says, Clint, we're your family, too. And then he's like, okay. And then two scenes later, he's just like, back to normal. Everything's fine. Like, he's joking Hawkeye, piloting ships, laughing when fucking uh, Groot or Rocket tells people not to puke in his ship. You know, it's like, Mm. I guess that emotional growth just meant nothing. And like, yes, I know it pays off a little bit later because him and Natasha have that moment. But did he need to be a merciless killer for the last five years to have that moment with Natasha? I don't think so. It was I mean, something different. It shows he's, he's upset, too. I'm fine with it. Nah. Natasha's is the one who could bring him back. Yeah. They were close. And he didn't have any hope. Like, he lost his family and just assumed that there was no chance for anything to get better. And then when, you know, Natasha shows up and says, we kind of have a plan, then he has the hope that maybe there's, like, even a 5% chance that he's going to get his family back. So he goes back to Wisecrack. And that's how I justify it. Don't shit on my movie. I- <laughs> I, listen, I'm not shit on your movie. I'm shit on that one little tiny bit. Because again, if he's flipping around in Quinjets all over the world, I don't know. Maybe they could turn communicator. They were able to see when Thanos used his power thousands of planets away. I'm sure they're like, why is this Quinjet flying all around the world? See, you're you're using you're using Quinjets. He's a guy who's taking down drug cartels. Right. And guys, he just grabs the suitcase full of money when he leaves to 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 to. to, to fund his he's like i'm gonna take this dirty money in my mind i'm gonna take this dirty money and make good out of it and i just go around the world it's the same way if you've ever read a punisher comic show you get all around never get caught but you're okay with that but you do it in a movie i need i need all of it explained in in this three-hour movie i need another 20 minutes right to figure out how ronan does all his shit well, I don't. I, I didn't really know much as how does Ronan get around and do his stuff. Punisher mostly stays to the to the the five burrows, and I don't mean donkeys. And every once in a while, he'll have a jaunt somewhere outside of the, uh, outside of the New York metropolitan area. But uh, less how he gets around, and more so of like I'm this horrible, hardened person. And then on a switch. Just because I know these people who I could have contacted five years ago, I'm sure they could have helped me out then when my family disappeared. Uh, and just like, yep, I'm just back to being normal. I think they could have done that a little bit better, that maybe he was just like in a deep depression. He was still back at the farm. And then they finally stumble upon, like, why did nobody call Hawkeye? He's like, he hasn't been answering his communicator. Nobody thought to go find him? Oh, we had a lot of other shit on. We go get him. He's like, I thought you guys were all dead. We thought you were dead, too. Let's work together. Problem solved. It's in the director's cut, the four-hour-long version. I'm there for it. I'll buy a Blu-ray player just so I can watch it. (laughs) So they start trying to uh, re-get everyone back together. They next go to Tony Stark. And this was just slightly weird only because they delayed showing that it was him and Pepper together. Like, we knew that it was Pepper that he was with and had the kid with, but it seemed as though they were purposely trying to, like, maybe throw a misdirect in there. Was that just me? That was just you. Okay. At no point did I ever feel that it wasn't her. Okay. There was no point that I didn't feel that it wasn't her, but it just felt like he never said her name 
or he never said, you know, whatever it was, or she never even came out and said, like, oh, you jamokes are here. Mm -hmm. I don't think she was at work. I think essentially to hide the fact that Tony was talking to his daughter. You know, like he was having a conversation with somebody that you didn't see, so Mm -hmm. it was intentionally vague, but then the daughter comes out of the house with, like, the Iron Man helmet. Right, and then when the Avengers kind of show up, it's like she's just, she's like, mom this and mom that, and we know that the mother of Tony's daughter is Pepper Potts. So, if the, does that make any sense? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't need to say her name, just mom. I'm like, we know Pepper's mom, so. Yeah, he even mentions, he's like, oh, you got that. I made that for your mom. And she doesn't like when I, she she never wears what I, what I buy her. So I always just felt, you know, Pepper's mm. her mom. Yeah, I never... I, I That's Pepper. Whatever. So, Tony turns them down, and then they go, like, who's the next smartest person? And they go to the Hulk. Banner. <laughs> and Banner is just the Hulk all the time now. Kind of sort of like Cho in the comic books a little bit, because he's got the glasses on. But it's like, you know, from the Peter David run, where he combines all the Hulks, and he kind of explains that. Didn't know that was a thing in the movie, so that was a, uh, that was like a big mark out moment for me. That he's just like Hulk all the time now. Mm. Get that copy of Professor Hulk, cash it in, ching baby, they're going up. <laughs> oh, listen, I was on the dirt sheets today of all the comics that are hot now because of the fallout from Avengers yeah. Endgame, and I'm like, everybody needs to calm the fuck down. <laughs> oh, also the one that you forget as we're going on this plot thing is that Ant Man who is stuck in the microverse gets out because of. My- House steps on a control board. Oh, that's and right. He, and he comes out of the van, and that's when he goes and he explains the whole time travel thing. He's like, it's five. I was in there five years, but for me, it was only five hours. So I figure with like this, we could do a time travel thing. So they go to Tony, and Tony's like, no, uh, I, uh, it's too unstable. It's a one in a billion thing, so you barely survived. You're not going to do it twice. And then they, to, to uh, wonderful uh, role model Hulk. <laughs> in the diner and there was actually like a really powerful scene when he's going to like the wall of all the people that were lost and he was worried he was going to see his daughter's name up there and uh he's like oh god no and then he ended up seeing his you know and kind of let the pressure off a bit but that was an intense scene which makes total sense too because he was gone those five years i like that that was really cool right so i forgot that but they go to hulk and they get hulk and now next we're going to go get and (laughs) Thor has built new Asgard. Valkyrie is there. And she essentially is like, yeah, he only comes out like once a month for supplies. And there's like all these spent beer kegs there, right? <laughs> right. Uh, they go into the little his little shandy. thinks it's the people that are there to fix the cable. Because Meek and Korg are on his couch playing Fortnite. <laughs> against a bunch of other like little kids in there, whatever. And they're getting bullied. And they're getting bullied. So Thor comes out. And <laughs> Thor looks like Rumbi. But plus like 200 pounds. And I'm exaggerating that only because Rob Zombie, I think, weighs like 98 pounds. He he look, he look looks like a semi-thin me <laughs> in this. He, well, again, just... you, you make the joke all the time that you are, quote-unquote, retired Thor. Yeah. When they make the retired Thor movie of mm. your life, this is yeah. the Chris Hemsworth version you're getting. Oh, this is the opus that we need. But yes, though I do like that scene because they come trying to convince him, and he's like, and he's just being buffoonish, 
you know, like this is my world and I'm going to be all this and that. And then, and then I, I'm getting goosebumps when I think about the one, the one point they're like, yeah, we know, man, you ass handed to you by Thanos. And that's when it just like happens. And he's like, you don't. And it's not even like an anger. It's almost like a broken, like you don't mention that name in this house. Yeah. And Cork's like, we don't say that name around here. Right. But he, he's, he's broken. And I was like, that's really good. And they ended up, you know, they end up uh, getting to come over to the, to the side and help them out. So I, I really like that. Right. So they go back to the Avengers thing, and they're trying to figure out the time travel thing. Yeah, little nitpick for me, and this is no big deal. So they got Banner Hulk working all the controls and everything. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed this. Ban- uh, the Hulk is larger than most people. What? <laughs> I would assume that if he's larger, then he has large hands as well may not be as adept at controlling that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they could have thrown a little something in there that like Hulk's like, ah, I'm not as good as this. You know, Hulk hands don't work good with these, you know, like, I'm used to my stuff at home, whatever it was. And that's, maybe that's why maybe some of the stuff got fucked up. So you get a little cute gag where they try to send Scott through in the little time machine that he has set up in the back of his van. And then Scott keeps coming back as like different iterations of him younger teenage old man baby so you get that sort of thing while that's going on tony stark tells whatever jarvis or whatever the fuck friday was that friday it's friday, friday. he yeah. goes oh, show me a mobius strip and turn it this way oh i figured out <laughs> travel you know, yeah it's very quick and convenient but let's move this goddamn movie along guys Right. Well, my thing with that is the hands and everything is wasn't that he was goofy. I, I always felt because in the comics, they just made bigger stuff for him. So he was all good to work. I, he wasn't as smart as Tony. He was he wasn't figuring it out. And there's a moment when he's like, yeah, you, you did all that. It's it's not going to work because you're you're not moving. And I like this line. You're not moving uh, Ant-Man through time. You're moving time through Ant-Man. And that's the problem. And I'm like, oh, and that that's an efficient line to say you have time travel completely wrong. So I was I thought that was really cool, but that's all. Mm-hmm. So, so now they have now? a plan. What they're going to do is they're gonna go back in time to get the top the infinity gems. They're infinity gems, time stones, fuck you, infinity stones, I don't care. They go gems, back in time, get them. Because Thanos destroyed them in their current timeline. Go back in time, get them, bring them all back here, and then undo the snap. Perfect. Plan sounds great. Now we just need to figure things out. They notice it's like, okay, three of the stones were in New York at this one time. Two of them were here in, like, Guardians of the Galaxy timeline. And then one of them was here during Thor uh, Thor the Dark World timeline. Mm. And I just want to say, the the greatest trick that this movie uh, ever played on anyone, to make them believe that Thor the Dark World meant something. <laughs> <laughs> so they split, just... they split everyone up to go on these missions. Uh, you know, the Thor the Dark World one is Thor and Rocket, and it's just so Thor gets his moment with his mom, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Infinity Gems one, of course, ends up being a little bit bigger, of the uh, Guardian stuff. Where they go into space and there's the two that are there. That ends up being a little bit bigger of a deal. And then the three that are in New York are the heist parts of the time heist stuff. Because mm-hmm. the whole thing was called time heist. Right. 
though uh, I'm trying to think. Though I did like the fact that Jane Foster was in it because she was possessed by one of the the, the gems at one point. Mm-hmm. And I ended up reading after because I didn't I didn't was that all that footage of her was unused Thor Dark World footage. I assumed as much because I didn't think they were going to get uh, Natalie Portman to come back out and film these things she pretty much wanted to distance herself from all of this she used some voiceover lines though Hmm. for the movie she went in obviously she was probably in a recording studio doing voice like you know doing retakes for whatever she's shooting now and was like here's a check will you do like three lines boom (laughs) done not a problem the time heist yeah i was gonna say my favorite part of all those time heist things was probably the ones where they were going back to Avengers Tower, the scenes from the first Avengers movie, mm-hmm. uh, specifically because you're seeing like the kind of behind the scenes of like one of the best movies. You know, you're seeing the after aftermath of the the invasion in New York. So you're uh, the fact that like okay, Loki's handcuffed and he's like mocking Cap, transforming into him, and like and uh, just being real annoying. And then you have the elevator scene where it's time Ooh. for them to go down, and Hulk goes to get on the elevator. And they're like, whoa, 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 weight capacity. And he's like, ah, oh, stairs. And he gets he keeps getting off at how many stairs? Like too many stairs. Oh, but. Just, and I just thought, so the group that go there uh, mm. are Cap, uh, Iron Man, Ant-Man, and Hulk. And, <laughs> and they're like, oh, you know, blend in, you know, smash some stuff. <laughs> and that prolonged scene of him like, oh, oh, smashing things, but like not having his heart into it was some of the funniest <laughs> shit in that movie, man. I was cracking uh- up. I love when he goes and he like, have to be like, cause I have to look like that other Hulk. So he rips his shirt off. But before he rips his shirt off, he goes, I feel this is a bit gratuitous. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's funny. I'm like, that's pretty good. And cause you know, had- oh, good. The, the, the sexy CG muscles. <laughs> oh boy. You had uh Tony commenting how like uh cap's original costume doesn't flatter his ass. And Scott, oh. Scott was like, you have America's ass. <laughs> Uh, but that leads directly into uh, Cap getting on the elevator with crossbones, like pre-crossbones crossbones, yep. and like a bunch of Hydra agents that are masquerading as S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and then you kind of oh, get that... And that's the thing where like Scott sees them, and like, that's eh, the bad guy. It's like, no, those are uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. guys. Well, they're really Hydra guys, but you get my point. And Scott's like, they look like bad guys. Look at them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, you see when they get in the elevator that it's just like that scene in Winter Soldier where, like, everybody's getting antsy, reading for their holsters, and you're like, okay, is there going to be a fight here? Is there gonna, Are they going to do a play on the line where, hey, anybody wants to get off, now's your chance? And uh, then Cap asks for the spear and leans in and says, hail Hydra. And I popped huge for that because I'm one of the three people that like the Hydra Cap storyline. And then like, combine that with the Winter Soldier movie homage. I, I love that scene. It's almost like you'd be a guy who'd buy a Hydra Cap action figure and an Arnim Zola figure, too. Uh, allegedly. There's allegedly. no proof of that. I put it on Instagram already. I don't know. <laughs> I would buy that two-pack and uh, throw the Cap Hydra Cap figure in the garbage. Ooh, if you do that, give it to me. No. Then I can have a loose one, but go on. <laughs> so that leads us to the Cap versus Cap fight that I thought was really cool. 
Um, they, you know, they, they were like very matched with each other. And, uh, 2012 cap says I could do this all day. And current day cap is like, I know. He's like line. Uh, and then they have their Batman, Superman, Dawn of justice <laughs> moment where cap has been kind of pining over thing. Like, you know, obviously the depression that everybody else has been setting in his whole thing is not getting his moment moment his life with peggy that he'd always wanted he has a little thing or whatever fall out 2012 cap is like why do you have that both of our name mother's names are martha let's be friends <laughs> and i could have did that, that that but like that was their way of doing it but not doing it that's how 2019 cap gets the jump in 2012 doesn't he also mm. use bucky he's like bucky's oh, that's alive right. he has him in like the chokehold he's like bucky's alive he's like who and one cool thing that I noticed, like I, I was rewatching that scene earlier, and uh, a few minutes prior when they were handing off the staff to the Hydra agents, uh, they said, hey, careful with that. If you get touched, you'll, you'll lose your memory and not in a good way. And then later on when, when 2019 Cap taps 2012 Cap with it in the chest, it puts him to sleep. And it's kind of you can imply he made him forget the whole Bucky line. Because that kind of explains how Cap doesn't know Bucky's alive. You know, it erases it. Good point. But I love I loved all that flashback. That's my one of my two favorite flashbacks. But we'll get to the and, and then, the then in that oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, the, the heist of trying to get the Tesseract off of General <laughs> Thunderbolt Ross, and uh, it basically goes completely sideways because they end up using it to give uh, Tony. Uh, 2019 Tony and Ant-Man are like, hey, we're going to do this, and he sends he flicks Ant-Man over, and Ant-Man gives Tony a heart attack, which gave me flashbacks, but (laughs) then he's like, so they're they're doing it, and the case open, and the Tesseract goes sliding, and it just lands in front of Loki, and Loki's just like, really? Nobody gonna do anything about this? Well, just you reaches fr- down, grabs it, disappears, and in no way in my mind did I go, Disney Plus TV show! <laughs> You're forgetting the reason why the case popped open is Tony, with 2019 Tony was walking away scot-free, and then Hulk comes rampaging oh. down, bitching about the stairs. He slams the door open. <laughs> he slams the door open and knocks Tony over, and that's what caused the case to open up and the Tesseract mm-hmm. to go sliding. Right. So that's really funny. That's this is all like Ant Man because he's involved in this like straight up. This is all Ant Man esque like part of his movies, which I found amusing. Right. So they did a job of integrating as many of the whether it be the characters from or the feels from or the themes of all of the previous movies, except for the Hulk movie because no one cares about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether characters were in there, like I said, you know the the Hydra stuff from Winter Soldier. You know, Todd just mentioned the the caper stuff from Ant Man. They did a really good job of blending all of that stuff together. So, what, fuck one that. Of them that I, oh, go ahead. I was just say one of them that I do like, and I think it's up next, is when they go to 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 Peter Quill seeing the power gem early on, <laughs> and it's like they're in the back watching. It's it's uh, War Machine and Nebula, I believe, right. and it's like they're doing it, and they're doing the the one song, hey, and it's like him dancing. And we're seeing it without the music. 
So, like, in that beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy, one of the classic, you know, Marvel Cinematic Movie scenes, he's dancing, he's grabbing the lizard, and he's singing into it. And then they just cut to these two people watching him sing. They can't hear the music. He looks like an asshole. He's an like, idiot, isn't it? I'm like, this is funny. I'm like, this is, a, this is guard. Now we're Guardians humor. You know what I mean? Mm. Right. So. so, in all of that, they're in Guardian. So, now we're 2014 timeline. And this is where the machinations are going to be felt a little bit more as Guardians becomes a thing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we mm -hmm. get to see Thanos. We get to see Gamora at the time that she was still with Thanos. We get to see Nebula. And during all of this, 2014 Nebula's funky eye starts looking out and projects information from 2019 Nebula's uh, recordings, whatever she's seen or whatever it is. So that gives 2014 Thanos information that there's two nebulas, what's going on, and now we have our villain of the movie. Thanos is back in after he had his head cut off 10 minutes into the movie. He's back. And I thought that was a great way to get uh, Thanos back into the movie. That's right, because Nebula was sharing Nebula's Wi-Fi. That's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> Need to have that shit password protected, you know? <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like you said, going into this, I was very uh, cold as far as knowing anything about the movie. So when Thanos got clipped at the beginning of the movie, uh, I, I didn't really know what the overarching threat was going to be. So they bring in like a newer, younger Thanos, you know, who's uh, not resigned to retirement. And it made it like a really cool credible threat plus you know like you said he has a, a nebula and agamor and all of his army with them again so it was pretty it was a surprise to me right, right and now he's armed with the information because eventually they strap nebula up they get mm -hmm. all the other information from 2019 nebula's information they get the information information that he wins and that he ends up getting killed and he also uses 2012 evil nebula who hasn't you know become on our side uh, to to infiltrate and go back to our time to 2019 and nobody knows that there's a you know there's a spy in the midst right because mm -hmm. all she did was just put an extra piece of gold on the side of her head and just blended right in <laughs> exactly i joke around but i say i'm like well you got it listen now the other thing was because so they go into the room they get there before because they just like give him like the 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 judo chop on the back of the head and he goes down <laughs> yep and the the power stone is in whatever that containment thing is, and I like the gimmick of uh, War Machine is like we're going in this thing. Be careful of like the spikes and the souls and the everything else that's obviously going to be coming out with this. And Booby she just trapped. walks in, reaches in, and it like practically disintegrates her hand. So that was another tell that 2019 Nebula had that uh, 2014 Nebula did her best drop, and I thought that would have been a whole tell of. War Machine saw 2019 Nebula's arm get all messed up. He sees the new Nebula show up, and even though she's got the gimmick correctly on the side of her head, she doesn't have as screwed up as an arm. And I'm like, we've got a traitor, blah, blah, blah. Not any of that. So I'm like, okay. I think she honestly put on gloves after Right, that. but that's what I'm not... She did a thing of covering it up. Right. So you couldn't see that her arm was all messed up. But I'm just saying, like, that could have been a thing where, like, she's wearing the arm or the, the, the gloves or the sleeve or whatever. It is. And then... War Machine, like, catches, like, no, her arm's not messed up under there. Right. But that could have been a way they, they could have went. Either way, I was upset, but like, ooh, that's a way. That was just the way my mind was working with everything. So, um, the other thing that we forgot to mention is as they're getting everything together, 
are going to go into the, uh, what do they call it in this? The microverse? Right. You don't want to be sued. What, what do they call it? Whatever it is. No, the microverse is the, the the Marvel one. Right. But they call it the, the quantum realm in this, maybe? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So, like, oh, we only have enough pin particles for everyone to go through and back and enough for two test runs. And then Ant-Man screws up. It's like, okay, one test run. <laughs> right. But because these crews screwed up in New York, and we already, oh, we, we talked a little bit about Hulk going to Doctor Strange to get the time stone and how uh, Tilda Swinton kind of explains all that and agrees to give it to him. We explained mm-hmm. that way before. Right. In this discussion. Also, before we get to the Tony stuff, yes, with Cap doing that, there was the Soul Gem where uh, Black Widow and uh, uh, Ronan slash Hawkeye have to go get the and and this is one of those things I completely forgot to get what to do to get the Soul Gem. That's right. You have to sacrifice somebody, and I have to admit they're going back and forth, and the skull shows up again, which is which is just great, you know. And he's like, uh, "You have to do this, and you have to do that," and she's like, "All right, well, we're going to do it," and then they're. Ch- trying to decide on who it is and uh red skull names like the the family their 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 parents and he's like and she's like are you sure is he right he's like i never knew my father she's like so that you know he knows who he is and i thought that was really cool and then they're both deciding and i thought this was one of the best done scenes in the film because i didn't know who they were going to sacrifice i thought it was probably going to be ronan because he would be like oh Oh, I'm going to do this to bring back my kids and my wife. And even if without me, they'll live. You know what I mean? It's, it's a sacrifice. And they did it where it was like, oh, no, I'm going to do it. And then, I'm no, I'm going to trip you up. And then, no, I'm going to trip you up. And it didn't go on too long. And it was really well done. And it was sad when we end up finding out that Black Widow's going to do it. And I thought that was, I, I just really thought that was a great scene. Agreed. I I thought we were going to make it through this entire movie with no casualties. So <laughs> either one of them dying, I thought it was like it really could have gone either way. Oh, I didn't think was... no casualties, but go huh? ahead. I didn't think no casualties. But... I thought no. I thought there'd be no casualties. I I thought it was going to be happy ending, <laughs> sunshine and lollipops all at the end. So uh, Black Widow dies. She sacrifices herself to get the soul gem, uh, but there's still one short. And Tony Stark is like, I know where there's another gem, and I know where there's more pim particles. Uh, I don't know why I know this, but I just do. He essentially says, I don't know why I know this, but I just do. And they go to Winter Soldier flashbacks, and we get the moment where both Steve and Tony can steal what they need, the gem, stone, and pim particles, but they also get those moments Tony obviously gets a little bit longer of a moment with his dad. Gets a moment to see Peggy. Through the window. That made me sad. That was mm-hmm. that was one of those. And again, I don't want to say that it was dusting the theater. I <laughs> cried so much in this goddamn movie. Mm-hmm. No shame. But yeah. so we got all of our moments. We got all of us together. We're going to make a fancy Iron Man uh, gauntlet. And we're all going to argue over who gets to wear it. The Hulk's like, well, I'm the strongest, so I'll get to wear it, right? Mm-hmm. And he does, and he does the snap, and it seems as though it's going to be okay. And then all of a sudden Thanos shows up and just starts blowing everything up. Right. Well, also in all this, the plan that we don't know is like, yeah, you're going to snap and you're going to bring everybody, make things. 
But Tony will not, he will not go along with the plan. So like you go back and, and do it immediately after the, the, you know, the, the initial snap and fix everything. No, I want those five years because I don't want to lose my daughter and I don't want a different daughter. I don't want this to turn out. I like where I am now. Yeah. And in a part, in a part of me, I think it's very selfish. Like when it's like three billion people on your planet and then in the whole universe. And I'm like, I don't know. I honestly, this is one of those things that I got hung, hung up on. I don't know how I feel about it. You know, like that's very like the good of the one versus the good of the many, if that makes any sense. He still wanted to bring everybody back, but five years later, which may, which when this is over makes a whole big conundrum to me. But you know what I mean? You're saying like the the people that were with, without their loved ones for five years, you're you're kind of giving them undue torture. By yes. still and then, waiting. then you're married, you're married, your your wife is snapped away. So you're like, I'm living in this hellhole. I, I shack up with my neighbor. <laughs> Five years later, she comes back. You know, I've spent all the insurance money. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to pay that shit back. It's like, I don't uh. know. It's just weird. But I have a whole, like when we're done, there's two theories on on the this part and uh, uh, the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie, but mm. that's the, but I just want to say I just was it was a weird part of the plan that I didn't I didn't get I thought it was really weird we had to bring them back in the five year later timeline. I just chalk it up to Tony, you know, kind of a lot of his character throughout all of these films has been that he's been a little bit selfish, mm-hmm. uh, and. He came begrudgingly to help, and he's like, I'll do all this, but obviously I want my daughter to still survive. Yes, the good of the one does outweigh the good of the many, or it shouldn't, but in this instance it did, and we get a little bit of that a little bit later on the movie, where Doctor Strange comes back, which we'll get to here shortly. So, they undo the snap, Thanos shows up and blows everyone up. So now Thanos is here, full army, full crew, uh, the people that they introduced Infinity War that have been there, I guess, since the beginning, are now all here, and uh, the Avengers are still outnumbered because they just had whatever place they were staying in collapse on them. Mm-hmm. We do get the moment, though, of course, we mentioned earlier, where they did a fantastic job in the movie building it up of Steve picking up and using the hammer. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest moments in movie history. Let me just ask you guys: comic book movies, what is that? Not maybe one of the best scenes. I put that up there with in a crappy movie that Superman movie with uh, with uh, Brandon Routh that was yep. not very great. But when he when he saves the plane, that might have been my favorite comic book moment up to like now. But that, the him wielding the hammer and then the battle after that, I'm like, this all might be my favorite comic book, like, moment in the history of comic book movies. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, like, one singular moment that, like, popped me so much from a, like, a holy shit moment, that it, that's hard to top. I can't think of something off the top of my head that's to that level. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then they, and they play with it a little bit because not, not only can Steve pick up the hammer, he also can pick up the Stormbringer. And then they switch them at one point, and Thor's like, no, give me that one back. That one's bigger. I want that one, you know? But just for the record, 
Stormbringer didn't have the the worthy thing. But you get me. You know what right, I mean? I like, know. Thor gets his hammer back, like, let's just swap, and, like, Steve could just, like, yep, no problem, let's swap. I could still carry the hammer, I've already proven right. to be worthy uh, as well. And right. and Thor looked fucking awesome when he, like, had both of them in his hands, and he's got lightning coming from his eyes and shit. And all of a sudden, his beard is braided, and, like, he's got, uh, he's still a fat mess, like me, but he looked awesome. <laughs> right. I did like, too, when Thor yells, I knew it! I was like, that was a great line. But this back third of the movie is one of the greatest battles, one of the greatest, however long it was, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever that entire battle was, of all of these Marvel movies. Like, everything Mm -hmm. finally comes together, and as Todd had mentioned before, even with the hammer, even with everyone getting back on the same page, they're still outnumbered. And, you know, Todd's like, the shield, for Captain America, the shield is broken, He's already gigged himself, so he's bleeding. The whole thing, and everything seems at its worst. And all Steve Rogers does is get back up. Mark of a it's a yeah. scene out of Rocky. Mm-hmm. Like I think his left arm is like broken, and right. when he picks up the shield, he just str- tightens the straps on the shield and like just gr- grits and bears it. You know, right? Mm-hmm. It's a scene in the first Rocky movie where Apollo's just kicking his ass. His corner to stay down, and all Rocky does is just stand up. And mm-hmm. it's one of the most powerful moments in, in all of movies. And Steve doing that is to give you, the audience, that thing of, like, all hope is not lost. If Steve right. Rogers can still stand, this fight will go on. And then that's the moment where everyone else comes back. All the Doctor Strange portals pop up. Everyone's coming back. And, like, Spider-Man comes back, I'm crying. This person's <laughs> come back, I'm like, oh my god, this is the best! Right. And now, with this, everyone's coming back, but also we're all playing a hot potato with the Infinity Gauntlet. Yes. That's and, a great scene. Right. That's a matriculated down the phone. I love that. And as it's going on, just it handing off, and I'm going to say there's this scene where uh, Captain Marvel shows up and she just blows the ship out of the sky in the middle of this. And I, there's a part, she's just a little too powerful, <laughs> but I'm like, I don't care. And she comes down and she's like, well, I got it. And she's like, well, who's going to run block for you? And in any other time, if they, when all the women characters show up and they're like, she, but you're all alone. So like, she's not alone. And I'm like, perfect. Just enough. You don't need to say the women Avengers are here. You don't need to say anything. Just all them standing together. I was like, everybody who complains about like stuff in comics or in movies, I'm like, this is what we don't don't beat me over the head with it. Just do it. Just have five women kick the shit out of Thanos' army, and I'm fine with it. And I really like that scene. I I mm-hmm. really did. Yep. I think they did a really good job of like just. Having all powerful like Superman analog and like having her just gone just enough so she can't solve every problem, you know, with just a, a swing of her wrist and then having her come in and just be dominant, you know, yeah. like they did a better job of making her look like when they make Superman in his own movies, you yeah. know, where uh, he struggles to like lift a car at times. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Uh, and then one other thing, you glossed over probably one of the best scenes in the entire movie, which is where uh, Peter Parker 
turns into Tony Stark, and he's like, I, I don't know what happened. I got a little dusty, and then the next thing I know, I'm waking up, and Doctor Strange is there, and he says we, that you need me, and and then Tony just hugs him because he's like, it's his, his yep. adopted son. That was a great, great scene. Yep. And Tony I has like, a- yep. There's proof of it. We see yep. it later on. But uh, I do like the fact too, though, even though all that happens with Captain Marvel, that she's superpower takes out the big ship. She goes after Thanos, and Thanos, like, and this isn't a knock. I'm not going, oh, because, you know, no women character can't do that. Everybody else has gotten their their butt whooped. The Hulk's, and he just goes, nope, wham, wham, wham. It's like, who's next? But that's the thing. I'm like, he, she has him on the ropes a bit, and mm-hmm. he has to take the Power Stone out of the Infinity Gauntlet and punch that. Right. You know what I mean? But so that's I mean just like is- that little bit of extra mustard that he had to put on that shot that he didn't need for everyone else. And I feel as though that was powerful enough to, like, he had to say, even with the Infinity Gauntlet, Carol could stand toe-to-toe with them. But at the end of the day, if Thanos has the gauntlet as to those stones, he could beat anybody. And it was great because it was the her grabbing the, the gauntlet the way Cap did in Infinity War. Yep. So she's, like, kneeling down. I'm like, this is pretty cool. A lot of fan service, but good fan service. At, at, right, at this point, see this movie because you're a fan of the previous 21 films. Well, so, yes, yeah. please, service, give us what we want. Give us those moments. <laughs> give us those cool shots. And yes, even from the comic books as well, because there's a lot of stuff like that from the last two movies. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just going to get So now, uh, there's an earlier scene where Tony runs into Doctor Strange. He's like, all this shit's going on, and you told me there's one way to do this and please tell me this is the way and he goes if i tell you what we have to do you're not going to do it and then like tony shows up and he's he's fighting thanos after all this and he looks over at dr strange dr strange is like doing his magic and then he just puts up the one finger and i'm like oh it's on yep oh this is the one as cool as that moment is this is my biggest problem of the movie is about to happen right now Okay. Like, biggest problem in the movie is he's fighting Thanos. Thanos is going to snap his finger. Tony's trying to get the gauntlet off him. He's doing some stuff fighting him. You can't really see what's going on. Iron Man goes flying, and Thanos goes, ha, ha, ha. And he snaps his finger and goes, tink, tink. And he's like, what? And he looks, and all the gems are gone. And I'm like, and Tony holds up his gauntlet, and all the gems on it. And I'm like, no, I don't understand how you got all those in, like, five seconds. <laughs> Like, well, did did we sh- did did was Doctor Strange showing them sleight of hand earlier in one of the movies that I missed? So, or is this the four hour extended cut? Okay, with the fact that he has like this impenetrable suit that can like transform around him into a Hulkbuster, and you know can redirect Thor's lightning and all that. But it's inconceivable that like the the armor can transfer five things from one gauntlet to another Iron Man gauntlet with like magnets or something? Six things. There's six, six, six sorry, gems. Sorry. Six. Oh, Hand you, in there, your nerd card. There goes, there goes my entire argument. You got me there. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I, I saw it with it because of the fact that the gauntlet that Thanos was wearing was made by Tony and then he's wearing another Iron Man suit and there's probably some easy way to transfer the shit from one spot to another. It's like that it's like that technology where you could tap your phones together and transfer pictures. That's all it was. All the, the, what was that? Use Bluetooth. You just sent it over. Right, well all Tony had to do again as as Adam mentioned, it's two Iron Man made things 
Again, Tony may not have had to grab them. All he had to do was just tap his fist against theirs, and it probably just sucked them all up. And I coming from Todd, how did he do it? And I'll and and before that, it wasn't that much of a sticking point because we're already two and a half hours into the movie, and I'm like, whatever happens is whatever happens. I'm with you so far. And I thought when he did it, he just grabbed one or maybe two of the the stones, so the work in the way that Thanos looked for it to work or whatever it was, but the fact that he had all of the stones, I'm like, holy shit, let's keep moving, you know? Right. Like I said, remember when I said that, you know, Avengers Assemble? And we forgot to say that, uh, uh, that he said Avengers Assemble, which was fantastic. That was my, I forgive anything <laughs> in this movie. Ugh. <sighs> uh, and uh, Thanos says, uh, Go makes a callback to the line that he's inevitable, and then Tony's like, "I'm Iron Man," and snaps fingers. That was a great markup moment as well when he mm-hmm. says, "I am Iron Man," snaps his fingers, and now all of Thanos' schmucks turn to dust, yeah. including Thanos. And including I like Thanos. the yes. the delay of Thanos kind of like sitting down, taking his helmet. I don't think he had the helmet on at that time. Kind of like resting for a moment, and then like you're like, is he going to dissolve with them? And he was the last one to kind of fade away. Yep. Which was a nice shot of the way he sat down and looked off into the distance, kind of, a, when he won the first time, Infinity War. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they go out, he goes off and he, to his farm, and he sits down, which is the same thing that somebody does at the end of the movie, watches the sunset. You know, it's it's there's a lot of you know it it it, it rhymes. You know what I mean, Joe? <laughs> it's like what you'd say, yeah. right? Yep. So in doing so, of course, we saw that earlier when the Hulk tried to do this snap, it messed him up, and then even later on, he's like wearing like an arm sling and like his like the right side of his body's like all black and stuff. And Tony's just a dude, man. At the end of the day, he's just a dude in a suit of iron or a suit of armor that he made. So it screws Tony up and it kills him. Tony Tony Stark dies. He mm-hmm. sacrifices himself. We get that moment. Yes, as Todd mentioned, that he's like, everyone has to come back to five years because I don't want to lose my kid. But when push came to shove, Tony sacrificed himself to save everybody. Yes. And there's the great scene where uh, the, uh, Peter comes up to him kind of the way Peter went to Tony when he's evolving and says, I don't want to go. And he's like, this and that. And I like that. And then, because we even forgot to mention that Pep showed up in the rescue armor. Yep, and which she not was a lot one of the lady Avengers that stood with mm-hmm. uh, Carol. Right. But people don't remember that the rescue armor, and she has her Tony, and I'm like, that's good because Pepper needs to be the one by him when it happens. You know what I mean? Yep. It can't be Peter. As great as that is, the father-son, you go back to Iron Man, the original movie, to start all this. It's it's about Pepper. Mm-hmm. So. More poetry. <laughs> and then basically we have that he gave a uh, he you you see at this point uh, they basically go and they're going to have the funeral for Tony and you think that he's playing they're playing the message from his helmet from when he was on the spaceship but it's the message that he made just before the the, the battle right. and he thinks everything's going to turn out okay and that's another moment where I'm like Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like Joe and cry here. <laughs> it, it was actually uh, just before they they tried the time travel thing because he's like, I think this time travel thing's gonna work. Right, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I apologize. Yeah. So everyone's there, uh, from the line to Nick Fury to everyone else in between. Everyone shows up. Carol's there to show their respects for Tony. 
and now it's just to kind of finalize everything. We need to go and put those time stones back. Tilda Swinton told us to. Mm-hmm. And Steve offers to do it, and everyone's there, and Falcon and Bucky are like, we can come with you. He's like, nope, I got it. I could take mm-hmm. care of this. And Hulk is like, he's going to be gone for however long it is, but for us, he's gone for like five seconds. Bip, he's gone. Doing the countdown, three, two, one, bip. And he doesn't come back. And he doesn't come back. And Hulk's like, what the hell's going on? And then you see off in the distance, sitting on a bench, out of the sunset is some guy mm-hmm. and falcon goes over to him and we find out that it's old man steve that's right it's it's clint eastwood chris evans he decided <laughs> i did my job i put all the stones back and you know i deserved a good life and he decides mm-hmm. to stay in whatever time period it was stay with peggy and we don't know what steve does during that time because he doesn't tell us but but he gives the shield uh, two cat, uh, two uh, to just like over in New Asgard, Thor decides he's gonna go off with the Guardians of the Galaxy and leave Valkyrie essentially to be the ruler of New Asgard, Lady Thor. But we'll get to that <laughs> another right. day. So now you're getting your christening of your new people that are taking on these roles in whatever the future movies are going to be. Thor's with the the Guardians of the Galaxy. Valkyrie, and we'll see if she can carry a Thor movie by herself. We'll cross that bridge. And then Anthony Mackie can hear Captain America movie. Again, we're going to cross these bridges when we come to it. But they've set pieces in place for more stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, where did Cap get the shield? He's Captain America. It was in his trunk. Yeah, but it was busted. It was broken. I mean, he what, got a new one in the time. He got a Wibbly new one on the timeline or something. I, you know. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, oh, I'm just going to say a few of those things, but I just want to say of like Thor going off with the galaxy, me and me and, uh, the, the summer you Joe were talking after the movie that we saw it. And he's like, I'm like, we feel like that when, when James Gunn got, uh, kicked off guardians of the galaxy, they're like, Oh, we're not going to do this. And they asked what's face who, uh, did Ragnarok. Uh, to Waititi. Yeah. And he's like, no, I, feel that you know it's it's james gunn guardians of the galaxy is james gunn's movie and i feel that i would be stepping on his art if i did it and i think like we're his bitch all right you don't want to do that well how about we offer you a thor movie starring the guardians of the galaxy (laughs) and that's kind of the way they went because i feel like if the next guardians of the galaxy movie is gonna have thor in it i hope so i think that was the implication like i I don't want to see a standalone i another like a fourth thor movie at this point but i think uh as guardians of the galaxy movie would be awesome because that that chemistry of uh of uh star lord just trying to like puff out his sh- and, and like try to like assert himself as the captain and he like deepens his voice and uh just uh him against uh thor is just going to be awesome i i, I want to see that movie pretty badly also and now we have we have uh 12 gamora who doesn't know she loves peter well right and she's missing at this point too because you have star lord looking on a monitor it says like searching and it shows gamora on there that's why she wasn't at the funeral she's like the only missing person that wasn't in one would assume that she was not dusted when tony did the snap of course yeah 
Um, but real quick, going back, uh, you talked about sending back the all the stones. Uh, I missed it the first time I saw the movie, but he actually as well because i was wondering like how does the hammer get back to where it needs yes. to go so he did take the hammer there but i have a question for you guys uh when the old as todd put it clint eastwood cap is on the bench and falcon and bucky are kind of walking over there buck already know what was going on so you think like he was kind of uh stooged off by like cap like earlier you know like we're talking elderly cap maybe you know a couple years before that said hey i'm back you know and i've went the long way around because he didn't seem surprised kind of gave the the nod yeah he he ushered him over yeah he's like go go talk to him well yeah so this is seemed to know what was going on a lot happened in those 70 years while steve was having those adventures without telling us what they are i'm sure they went from good movies or isn't there supposed to be a disney plus Winter Soldier, like, Falcon show or something? Yeah, but you're not... (laughs) You're not seeing Chris Evans around that, though. No, no, but you could have, like, an old man covered in shadows, and maybe Chris Evans recorded a few or whatever it is. All, uh, uh, Natalie Portman. Right. (laughs) The same day Natalie Portman recorded hers. (laughs) And then we do get to see that and this this kind of made me very very sad that we cut back into like you know the 50s or whatever and or 40s and we get to see cap uh Steve Rogers and Peggy have that dance that you all go all the way back to the first avenger and he's talking he's like he asked her off for a dance and then the planes crash and he's like well i guess you know I have to dance and i'm like you go cap yeah mm-hmm. you go you know mm-hmm. all right so we couldn't cover everything. It was a huge movie. There was a bunch of jokes, a bunch of little scenes. We tried to cover everything, but I think the overall consensus is I liked the movie, yes? Very yes. much so. All right. So now it is time for us to go through our lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we started recording, of course, we did this little uh, thing that Todd sent us. Uh, I think you could do it yourself as well. It's called sorta.app slash q slash 1016. Uh, mm-hmm. If you ever used a site like Flickchart or something like that, uh, it's very similar to that, but the only movies in there are the two Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So it just asks you, it puts up two, and it says pick one. And then it just keeps going and going and going until it figures out the algorithm for what your order would be. And I guess, uh, let's start at the bottom. If, do you guys have your lists ready to go? I have mm-hmm. my in front of me. Uh, yep. I think the bottom three... Okay, let's say the bottom five, okay? Um, my bottom five are Hulk, Age of Ultron, Thor 2, Iron Man 3, Man 2. Is that about where you guys are? Ooh. No. I am I am pretty much exactly like you, but I... Replace Age of Ultron with Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay. And it's the, uh, the the it's Iron Man two, Iron Man three, Thor two, and Incredible. Okay. So my bottom five are Iron Man three. Mm-hmm. Then okay, you ready for the one that will shock you all? <laughs> Spider Man Homecoming. Oh, get the hell out you, of here! You, nope. we, we've had this discussion before, Fox. So, so then you have those two. Then you have Thor: Dark World, Thor. And what's one, two, three, four, and then Iron Man two. Ugh. So I'm, I don't know what I'm more disgusted by the fact that you have Homecoming or the fact that you have Hulk actually high on the list. <laughs> I, 
I like Hulk. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. So, Wait, oh, it's not over yet. You're going to lose your mind, but okay. go ahead. So my next five are, you know, from up, you know, let's start at the, you know, 17 are Thor, Doctor Strange, the first Cap, the first Iron Man, and Ant-Man. I have Ant-Man above the first Iron Man. Oh, you're in de- Now I hate you. Right. <laughs> Uh, my from like I guess what seventeen the yeah. end up uh, Captain Marvel, Thor the first Thor, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Ant Man. Okay, so again, I you know obviously a couple you know Black Panther a little bit lower, but we're, you Adam, you and I are lining up. I don't know what Todd's uh. list is. <laughs> okay, all right, so I go to seven. I go to number seventeen now, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. You'll be shocked at this one, guys. Uh. 17 is Thor Ragnarok. Oh, God. <laughs> this, is right? this, this is a mockery of a list. This, you know what? I, I don't have to defend my shit to you guys. I will kick you off my Wi-Fi. You don't, you don't have to defend it, but we can still be discussed. <laughs> okay. So 17 is Thor Ragnarok. 16 is The Incredible Hulk. 15 is Doctor Strange, 14 is Ant-Man and the Wasp, and 13 is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Christ. Well, again, what we're learning from this list is Todd doesn't like fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, for Mayan, uh, 12 and up, uh, the next five is Ant-Man and Wasp, Captain Marvel, Little Avengers, Black Panther, and then Civil War. Okay. Um, I think at the, around this point, there's a lot of similar stuff. I have uh, number 12, uh, the first Avenger, Guardians 2, Iron Man, uh, Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy number one, and one more, Age of Ultron. Wow, really? Age of Ultron that high? I, You know what? It's got flaws, but I'm a sucker for the team movies. You're going to find that like a lot of the, like, you'll, you know, the Avengers movies and similar are the top. Yeah, it just, for me, there was... Like, I saw Age of Ultron, and it was just, like, one of those things that just, like, washed over me. Yeah. You know, it just, like, nothing stuck. It felt like it was a film that had no consequences. You introduced, like, so much new stuff. So little of it, like, like they, they, they put so much stake in Vision, and they introduced Quicksilver and kill him in the same movie. And I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I think it was just a, you can turn your brain off. It was a giant, like, popcorn movie, and it's just explosions and bright lights things that are appeal to me sure <laughs> and it is it is the movie that sets up that that cap can wiggle the hammer yeah that is true they, they all got drunk at the same time and but uh go ahead todd 12, right? yeah yeah 12 is captain marvel 11 is avengers age of ultron mm-hmm. 10 is black panther Nine is Ant-Man, and eight is Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, again, you know, we're all right in the ballpark. Uh, you know, a couple outliers here and there that are kind of telling for us, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to run through the last seven. Why don't you, uh, you want to save, like, I mean, see, we'll know you by know the what? process Let's of the do- Save the last two. Okay. Last three. three. Last three. Perfect. Okay. My seven, six, five, four. Okay. Seven is Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Six is Guardians 2. Five mm-hmm. is Homecoming. Four is Infinity War. 
Um, Spider-Man Homecoming at 7, Ragnarok at 6, Civil War at 5, and the original Avengers at 4. See, again, Adam and I. Yep. We're on the same page. I can't you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll just wait out Todd. He doesn't... <laughs> yeah, I don't have much time. So, Todd, go ahead. All 7 right. to 4. 7? Seven? 7 is the original Guardians of the Galaxy. 6 is Avengers Endgame. Five is the Avengers. Four is Captain America Civil War. Okay. You ranked Endgame the lowest amongst us, I take it then. Of what? Of well, all no, the three of not, us. Yeah, neither of us have, have mentioned Endgame yet, so. No, yes, I have Endgame. I, I, I had fun with Endgame. Like I said, forgives all problems for that 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 war movie uh war that, i have a lot of other problems that i just didn't get into because i didn't want to be that guy on this this thing like those first two hours of movies sometimes i find them completely ponderous but like i said it wipes everything away so i i mentioned number four for me was infinity war number three for me was endgame and i think i ranked endgame above infinity war today because i just saw endgame not 12 hours ago if I saw mm-hmm. Infinity War today, I'd probably mm-hmm. switch those two. So those two at number three and four are more or less the same. Right. Uh, but this number one and number two has more or less been my number one and number two for the the last four years, maybe, of the Marvel movies. Number two is Guardians of the Galaxy. Number one is Winter Soldier. Guardians of the Galaxy not only changed what we see these Marvel movies as, because that was one of the first ones that people were saying, like, if there's going to be a bomb, this is going to be the one. Nobody knows these characters, not legacy characters from the 60s, like an Ant-Man or a Doctor Strange, whatever your mileage with those characters may be. It's based on a more recent concept of these characters from the Abnett and Lanning run. James Gunn, you know, who is he really when it comes to being... A direct, and there was stuff that was done in Guardians of the Galaxy that changed Marvel movies and changed sci-fi movies, changed adventure movies. It changed things. And then Winter Soldier is a fantastic movie that just happens to have superheroes in it. It's essentially Marvel's Dark Knight. Dark Knight is a fantastic crime movie that just happens to have the Batman and the Joker in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for my top three, uh, I, honestly, it was real hard to figure out between Infinity War and Endgame. Like you said, what's yeah. uh, the better movie? And I do have Endgame ranked higher. I go Infinity War at three, Endgame at two, but it's just the recency, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at number one, because again, we have, you and I, Joe, have taste in Marvel movies, uh, Winter Soldier's by far number one. It's probably, in my opinion, the best superhero movie that I've ever seen. I think, it, as you said, it's, it's a standalone movie. It, it's a spy thriller. Uh, it's funny. It's it just, it stands on its own as my favorite movie. I, probably the only Marvel movie that if I'm flipping through the channels and it might be 40 minutes in, it might have 20 minutes left on it. I'm going to watch it. There left of it. Look at you bragging that you still have cable <laughs> <laughs> i have direct tv oh okay I have same difference yeah 4k direct tv <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> go ahead dodd 
No problem. So oh, let's hear, th- oh, Todd, oh, I'm sorry. Let's hear your incorrect wrong top three. Oh, how <laughs> dare you? I'm fine. I'm fine with my choices. Number three is the original Iron Man. Uh, to me, that is a perfect movie. It's, it sets up the whole the whole Megillah, and it's something we will never see again in these Marvel movies. Which I do. I, don't get me wrong. I love the inter uh, you know connected everything, but you go back to that original Iron movie. It's Tony's story. It's his origin, beginning to end. Other than them going, hey, the Avengers Initiative. There's nothing. There, we don't need anything else. And I like that. That one and done. Sometimes the whole like. Like in comics, you're reading comics, like, oh, come on, just give me an ending at some point. I, I, I just like the one-shot story of Iron Man. Iron Man is a perfect movie as far as I'm concerned. Number two is Avengers Infinity War. Um, like I said, I think that's actually, as a whole, is the better of the two last Avenger movies. But, you know, the like I said, Endgame gets the above and beyond for other stuff. And number one, by, by a country mile son is captain america the winter soldier that movie isn't a goddamn superhero movie that's an espionage movie right that doesn't turn into a superhero movie until the last like you know couple couple of couple 20 minutes or whatever my thing is that's the first time just cap is like running at full tilt leaping over boxes just running at explosions and Bullets. Just, I'm like, hero with a capital H, Winter Soldier. And the Arnim Zola, you know, scene where he's like, he's like, we are two men who are out of time. And the missiles rain down. I'm like, this is, this is amazing. And I wish they had Arnim Zola in the movie for a, for a minute. They mention him. Yeah. And I would have liked to seen him. And I, I don't know, I, I know, Todd, you had said that you had various times kind of like slipped in and out of watching Agents of Shield, but Joe, you ever watch Agents of Shield? I watched the first season up to I tried to hang in there up until like maybe like two weeks before everything t- tied in with the Winter Soldier. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Man, those last six episodes of season <laughs> one of Agents of Shield are so good because they play off Winter Soldier." And I'm like, "Well, then the previous sixteen episodes <laughs> should have been better to get me keeping because yeah, they I weren't. Mean, they were bad." The the show definitely has its ups and downs, and every once in a while, you know. It'll allude to one of the movies that's coming out, but uh, that was the only Winter Soldier is the only movie that Agents of Shield really had to bend to set up because obviously we re- we learn in Winter Soldier that most of Shield or at least a good portion of it is infiltrated by Hydra. So just the build up on Agents of Shield uh, just made Winter Soldier all that more better. It's like if if you love Winter Soldier, how would you like you know a couple hours of prequels to it? You know so. I, I think they never really spent that much time on any other movie. They'd always be like, oh, yeah, by the way, there was a the Battle of New York happened. Or, oh, hey, you know, there were Ultrons all over the place. But never in any of the other uh, movies did they get as quite of a send-off or a build-up as they got for Winter Soldier. So it's just, it, it made it stick out even more for me. Because the, the, that build-up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ended with them basically realizing that there's a bunch of Hydra agents amongst us and then all of a sudden right after they re- they learned that that weekend winter soldier came out so that's why i like it. it's just a little bit extra 
and I just I just thought of one thing really that I want to throw out there. Did you notice that everybody who got shunted five years forward had has contracts left with the Marvel Universe? <laughs> everybody else was like, oh, we've either gotten killed or we've been aged to the point. Um, everybody else was like, oh, we were snapped away, and we still have many sequels to, to happen. So, And Feig said that uh, the next Spider-Man movie is the true ending to the first three phases. And I'm like, but selling me on that one. I'm <laughs> How like, about I just want to see Spider-Man. I don't care the reason why. You've established that Spider-Man is good in this universe. I like it. And I, I don't think there's a better way to close out this episode and we can get, like, you know, plugs, mentions, all that shit in. Todd, when did Infinity War and Endgame become a business? <laughs> oh, I think it was when Endgame made a billion dollars in the first weekend. And I think I am going to win my bet with uh, T-Bolt 712, the man you want to house show. I will rob um, his house. You will rob his house someday. I said this movie, when it's all said and done, is going to make over $3 billion, probably $3.5 billion worldwide. It's going to be the first like three over three billion dollar movie and that thing you know it made what 1.2 opening weekend here mm -hmm. and that's just four days and yeah that's worldwide but that's four days uh you know we'll see what that opening weekend drop off is which you know even if it's 50 percent, that's still good there's nothing coming out next week mm -hmm. like next weekend is a dead weekend and then Detective Pikachu is going to spank uh, <laughs> the Avengers like nobody's business. Uh, the old double R. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> I, as as much as you uh, two and maybe listeners of these shows get enjoyment out of it, out of this, no one gets more enjoyment out of my hatred of Ryan Reynolds and him being in the movie that my kid is more looking for in the world than my brother. Oh, good for him. <laughs> He had the biggest shit-eating grin. He goes, you're, you're excited for Detective Pikachu, aren't you? I go, yeah, you know, Ace is excited for it. He goes, you know who the voice of it is? I'm like, Jim, don't give me a hard time. And then we're at my dad's house. He's asking me all these questions. He hasn't seen Endgame yet. And I go, I can't tell you anything that happened. I can't tell you anything that happened. He goes, yeah, but you know Ryan Reynolds, the voice of Pikachu. I go, Jim, yes, I know he is. It's enough. Move on. I go, I'll spoil the movie for you if you want me to. Don't want you to forget, you know? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Hey, My brother's a little bit more, more subtle with his humor than you guys are. Oh, we're not subtle? No, you, got, you guys are the subtle ones. He's a little bit more direct, oh, okay. I'd say. There you go. I want to ask you guys what you thought here. So, uh, going forward, you know, we may or may not have the Fox characters absorbed into the MCU, uh, how do you want, now that Endgame is done and we lost who we lost and we have the new landscape, how do you, uh, mutants in? Are they like an, an aberration of the timeline changing? You know, like a, an infinity stone got put back just a minute too late and all of a sudden we have mutants in our universe or, uh, how do you bring in the Fantastic Four, etc.? First show? Uh, just your thoughts if you have any. Mutants kind of already sort of exist. And we could, you know, that's a good idea of how you could get there. I, I, you know, listen, if I had an idea, even the foggiest idea of how to work these people in, you know, I'd be working, uh, you know, I'd be Kevin Feige or Feige or whatever the hell his <laughs> name is, right? Now, I'm just some schmuck who's, like, talking to a microphone. I have no idea. Uh, the time is now with whatever the next phase is to bring them in. 
how you bring them in, no clue. I just look at it as mutants have been around secretly, and they're just showing up, and we thought they were inhumans, but they weren't. And then the Fantastic Four is you go big or go home, because the next can only have one villain. One villain, and that villain is it's Doctor the Doom. Puppet Master. Oh, the Puppet Master. Yes, <laughs> El Diablo. But Annihilus. That's that's... Ooh, Annihilus. Oh. And then you can get from Annihilus, you get what we call the Annihilation stuff, and that's Nova. maybe where you could lead. Like you do your Gardens of the Galaxy stuff, you do your Annihilation stuff, and then the Fantastic Four show up to help stop Annihilus. Then you bring in Galactus, and then Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Oh, Forget that just, Doctor Doom stuff. <laughs> I wonder who could be behind the Annihilation wave. <laughs> I wonder if it's Del Rusk. Oh, goodness. <laughs> it's Bill Nihilus. Bill Nihilus. Bill Oh, my goodness. So, that, this was a longer show than I thought it would be. Well, it's a three-hour podcast for a three-hour movie. <laughs> We'll have to tweet out our rankings like the, the, the we just did so that people can uh, reply and mock Todd for his terrible rankings. Um, sure. <laughs> I don't I'll, know. I, I'll... Sa- I saved the little image thing that you could do off that site. Okay. When you go to the list, there's a thing that's like, save your list, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I have mine. Yeah, I screenshotted mine. That's yeah. what I've been reading in office. So, yeah, we'll, we'll send that out. I'll send you know Mayan. what, Joe? You go back and you listen to Mayan. Nope. And you write them down. Nah. Put them in what you want. I don't care. I'm not sending you nothing. See, there you go. After what I had to take here. Homecoming number one. <laughs> Ragnarok number two. Oh, they, yeah. Ragnarok is number two. Hulk number three. Love Hulk. Number the original. Three. Did we put the Ang Lee one in there? No, we did not. We didn't put the. Where does the Tom Jean Punisher come in on this? Ah. <laughs> Punisher, now, Punisher Warzone, on the other hand, Ooh, that's a good movie. that'd be like Anytime. middle of the list for me. That yeah. might be that. If you cut out Jigsaw from that movie and his overacting, that's a fucking great movie. But anyways. <laughs> Any, anytime you could hit somebody doing parkour with a bazooka, you got, you got a movie. <laughs> yeah. <'Cause sighs> when, when my wife and I went to go see it, and the parkour guys show up, and my wife's like, how's he going to take care of those guys? <laughs> And I just look at her, and again, obviously, I'm pantomiming in the theater, but I just, there was, and I just hold up my hand, there's four of them, I go, bang, 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 I go, it's the Punisher, it don't matter what you do, he's gonna get you, and then when he shoots the guy with the rocket launcher, oh, it was, my reaction to Punisher shooting the guy with the rocket launcher was equivalent to that of my entire theater when I picked up the hammer. <laughs> April, I th- I think he's going to challenge them to a game of chess. <laughs> Winner takes all. Dance off. <laughs> no, that's Peter Quill and Ronan the Accuser. Right. All right, boys. I got to get this show up. No editing. I'm going to trim off the beginning where all you guys were swearing and using racial slurs. But other than that... <laughs> no, no, they weren't. These are the jokes on the show that we tell... Maybe. No one's denying yeah. anything, I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just being quiet. I figure I can't help my case here. Right. All right, guys. 
Have a good night. Thanks for listening. Thanks for bearing with us. An extra long uh, end-game end MCU wrap-up, and uh, there'll still be regular shows of all your favorites. Uh, you know, Longbox Heroes will be out Wednesday night. At Odds will be out Thursday night. And uh, After Dark will be out. It's just like a bonus uh, time. And I also want to end the show by saying, Adam, this is going in the After Dark feed, so officially you'll never be on the main show. Yeah. That's, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see y'all, uh, you know, later. The-